by Riverside. All right, welcome everybody to Garage Takes here with my co-host Brant. Welcome to the show. If it's your first time listening, make sure that you like, follow, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, positive comment, goes a long way to support us and the podcast. We are still going at this thing week by week throughout the the coldness of the winter time, but I want to welcome my my co-host in, Brant. How are you, dude? Dave, I know we talk about it all the time, but... NFL Week 18 once again delivered. It was an awesome weekend again. You know what sticks out to me the most, Dave? What's that? The, te- the Texans blowing it. How do you oh. win that game? Lovey <laughs> Smith left him a big ol' here you go on my way out. We're going to go get this W. Yep. What, a just, what a just amazing moment uh, for the NFL to have, like, you know, the worst team in the league basically have everything on the line in, in some sort of sense to go for two. Uh, just captivating stuff really on on a Sunday that was just uh fun filled. Yeah, yeah, that was uh things will get interesting in, in terms of the draft and how that plays out and what the Colts do now kind of hanging out uh at fourth and it's going to get interesting. We have plenty of time to get into the the draft. But week 18 did deliver. We are going to get into mostly the uh NFL playoffs here upcoming this weekend. Matt, all, we're going to go through all the matchups, look at all the betting lines, talk spreads, but really talk games as well. Make some predictions, what we think is going to happen, and uh, yeah, that'll be the bulk of the, uh, the the back half of the show. But the beginning of the show, Brant, um, Michigan football, some exciting stuff. Let me start on a positive, okay? Blake Corum coming back um, for for a senior season. And I don't know about you, man, but I just feel like Blake is solidifying himself as an all-time Michigan great um, and has the chance to do something really special next year in, in my opinion, the best running back duo in the country, the best backfield in the country there with Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum. Brent, what, what was your... Uh, your reaction and thoughts when you saw Blake uh, announce on the Rich Eisen show that uh, he was coming back for his senior year. Dave, I had a really good feeling he was coming back. I was telling everyone that would listen to me, basically, he's not going on this show, I feel like, to announce that he's going to the NFL. That's just, to me, people, kids in college, they basically make it a bigger deal, an announcement when they come back and and they don't really make an announcement when they leave. They kind of just do the Twitter letter. You know what I mean? You see it all the time. DJ Turner just did it. J- just a thing like that. I want to thank the fans, the community, the coaches, all of that type of stuff. When he was going on to Rich Eisen, I'm sure he had a way to make a quick buck off the Rich Eisen show, which I'm sure they paid him handsomely to go on there to do that because it grabbed eyeballs. Um, and it was a smart move by Blake Quorum and a smart move by Rich Eisen, I'm sure. Um, but my thought immediately goes to yes, best back in the or best backfield in America probably. Um, and secondly, I, I just think the leadership aspect of it, Dave. I don't ever want to underplay that. I think as far as him being a leader on this team, you saw when he went down against Illinois, things got very scary. Uh, you know, I mean, I know Donovan Edwards wasn't in that game, but I'm talking. It just took the wind out of the sails for that team, and you know, Michigan. 
it's tough to say, but how much did they miss him against Ohio State? You didn't really see it, but you didn't really see him and Donovan Edwards on the same field a lot, Dave, and you didn't see him in the same game a lot of the times either. So, you know, one was typically missing. So I'm very excited to see what that brings next year, Dave. Right, and I think it's very easy to forget about just how dynamic Blake Corum was this year. And this is coming from a huge Donovan Edwards fan. Like, I love the Don. That, that is uh, my dude right there. And he was huge against Ohio State. But the one thing that Donovan Edwards hasn't necessarily been is, um, you know, just a, a guy. Like, I feel like every time Blake gets the ball, it's like six yards, seven yards, eight yards. Like, he can bounce outside the tackles. He's just he's shifty and... Donovan Edwards, to me, kind of strikes me as like a better NFL running back uh, prospect, but Blake Corum is like a prototypical, just stud college running back. And, you know, this is when you, you, you like to see, you know, how the NIL is kind of taking care of players because, you know, I know people want to, uh, and they're, they're head over heels, and I am too, that he's coming back if you're a Michigan fan. Um, but, but you're fooling yourself if you think this is all about the University of Michigan and the team, the team, the team. The bottom line is is that uh, NIL and, and money talks. And um, it's nice to know that Blake is definitely getting taken care of to the point of it makes more sense in his professional career, which really that's what... That's what college sports have, have become. It's the start of your pro- professional career. I mean, you're getting paid, but it makes more sense right now in his professional career to come back for a senior year instead of entering his name into the NFL draft where he may be, you know, let's just say a fourth-round pick or so, third round I would say at best, but fourth, fifth-round uh, prospect I would imagine. But I my, my initial thoughts were, and I know it's just one player, and I know Michigan has other needs on the team, but – it just felt like all the uh, the doom and gloom after the TCU game and players leaving. You know, you lose Scooney. You lose, you know, you, you knew you were losing Mike Morris and some of these guys. But when Blake said he's coming back, you're like, okay, we're about to make a run at this thing again. Like I, that was my initial thought. Was like, not that I didn't think we were going to even with him leaving, but when he said he's coming back, I'm like, all right, let's go. Like I I feel like this team is returning so much. And then you add Blake Corum on top of that, who's already going to be in a top five Heisman favorite entering into next season. And you got to be excited if you're a, a Michigan fan. And it hasn't been super easy to be uh, excited to be a Michigan fan lately. And that is led by yours truly, your head coach, Jim Harbaugh. Brant, I don't know how you feel about this whole situation and I and I do want to pick your brain because I know you always are in Harbaugh's corner I know you can see this thing from a um you can see it from afar and take it take it at face value but all in all throughout the years you've been and to your credit you have kind of stuck by Harbaugh and said that you wanted him here I on the other hand have been a huge critic um I did pen him an apology letter a few episodes ago um but then he goes out and just just ruins everything, dude. He he just throughout the season, it is about the team, the team, the team, as Bo Schembechler would say, that you hear overplayed all the time with Michigan football. And Jim Harbaugh is like wanting to be a Bo Schembechler clone. The team, the team, the team. And during the season, it feels like the team, the team, the team. Yes, Harbaugh about after the game. You know, 
who do you give credit to? It, it's all about his assistant coaches, the players. I mean, he knows every single player on that team, calls them out. I mean, he seems like the most selfless guy in the world. But when it comes off-season time for these last two years, it's not about the team. It's about Jim Harbaugh. And some people will say, well, he, he's earned this. Like, Michigan needs to, to take care of him. He's still bitter about you know, the 2020 season and they lowball them with these offers and yada, yada. Uh, I don't know what to make of that, but I, I don't feel like they lowballed him at all. I mean, the guy was not successful his first several years here. And I know it obviously takes time. And now we've seen the, what patience can do and that it can pay off. And Jim Harbaugh is clearly a great coach. I don't think anybody in the world could question that, but for Harbaugh to be such a, um, a man of his word about character, integrity. You know, in recent days, Harbaugh's under the, the the microscope of the NCAA for level one violations. We know it's over something ridiculous like a burger. Um, there's some other recruitment stuff in that as well. But the bottom line is, is that he wasn't he he wasn't fully truthful. He was evasive and misleading in an NCAA investigation. He's probably going to be punished for this. I'm guessing suspended for at least a game, if not a couple. Um, so you have that, and then you then find out that he's talking with the Panthers' owner um, about an NFL return. Kind of, I don't say it shocked anybody. But it was like, huh, that was weird. Because just last year he said this was it, this was done. He had t- him and Ward Manuel had talked. This was the last time, and. He was going to be at Michigan as long as Michigan would have him. Those were his words last year, not mine. And then it comes out it wasn't the Panthers who actually contacted Harbaugh. It was Harbaugh's camp who reached out to the Panthers. And then you hear Harbaugh's name rumored in basically every opening besides the Texans right now. You hear him linked to the Panthers. And now they're not going that direction. You hear him linked to the Broncos. Um, He seems like he's the second candidate if they can't get Sean Payton. It's a real possibility there. And now you hear him linked to the Colts as well, where he played. Him and Jim Irsay have a a relationship. I don't know how any of this would work out. I don't know if he's going to get offered a contract. But the bottom line is, is that where there's smoke, there's fire. And clearly, Jim wants to do one of two things. A, he really, really wants to coach in the NFL, and it's an itch that will not go away. That's the first thing, and I think there's there's validity to that. And the second thing is is he's bitter about some contract negotiations at Michigan. And I think when you add those two things in to, to, together, here you go. Here you've got Jim going back on his word from last year, and – I'm sick of it, man. I, I, I really am. I'm not sick of it to the point where I'm like, just be done. I don't want him back. If he leaves, I'm like, whatever at this point. We got to move forward. Give me somebody who wants to actually be here and coach this team. I don't care. I'll be happy and relieved, obviously, for him to come back. I mean, I think Michigan fans tend to like live by this narrative of like, we'll be fine. Like We're back to where we need to be. Like, no. We've had two seasons like this after like 15 plus years of misery. Um, I kind of would like to hold on to this as long as we possibly can, but um, I'm not begging at this point. I'm beyond irritated. I think that what Jim is doing is selfish, is damaging to the program, is damaging to recruiting, and I know you look this year and say, well, look, you know, and Brant, to your point last year, you said, Dave, as soon as these games start playing, people aren't going to care. 
And if as long as Michigan wins, people don't care. And you were right. Like, people do forget and they don't care. What what didn't quite go away though is that that uh, recruiting class. It did affect recruiting, and I NIL is a part of that too. I'm not dismissing that, but when Jim's flying out to interview with the Vikings on National Signing Day was not a good look last year, and now you are seeing recruiting stall out yet again, and the uncertainty around Jim Harbaugh being in Ann Arbor. So no, it's not the end all be all. I think players, for the most part. Yes, they want stability in a program. They, the, the head coach matters to a lot of recruits because the head coach keeps the assistant coaches intact. And most of these kids are being recruited by these position coaches and want to make sure that they're going to be there. So when you look at a five-star quarterback like Jaden Davis in 2024, I mean, when's that kid going to commit? Is he going to commit? I mean, there's so much out like left lingering right now, and Jim is just doing this program no favors, and I'm sick of it. Brant, your thoughts? Dave, that was a long soliloquy, man. You really went at Jim there. I know you're sick of it. I, I hear you. Um, listen, uh, he he does this. We're used to it. We get it. Dave, I think 95% of Michigan fans are just over it. They, they don't really want to hear about it. They don't want to talk about it, and I get that. Um, I, I do think Jim ends up taking an NFL job this year if he's offered the Broncos or the Colts. I think he's gone. Um, and I think we are okay with that, whatever, like you said, we don't really care anymore. It's just, it is what it is. And I think we need someone that's going to be, have that fire in the belly a little bit. Uh, it seems like Jim has lost a little bit of that. You know, I mean, he's definitely winning games. Don't get me wrong, but it seems like the recruiting seems to have obviously dipped. Dave, you talked about it, but let's not, I, I know you talked about the recruiting, but like, let's not forget about what he's done in the transfer portal or what this program has done in the transfer portal. Um, Arguably, the best addition to this team was Olu Oluotimi, Dave. And, I mean, that's that's equivalent to me of a five-star center that we brought in, not as a freshman, but as a senior. So, um, you know, that was the biggest addition to the last year's team. So I think when you take it all into account, Dave, I think Michigan's going to be just fine, even if they are a little shy on the recruiting trail. They can make for, up for it in the transfer portal. And I think you've already saw it this offseason, Dave, or at the end of last season. So I think they supplement with that, and they're going to be just fine. I do think that Jim's probably gone, and I'm cool with it. But um, that's really all I got on it, Dave. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think my concern just as we – shift in and I do just want to talk Lions real quick before we get into the the rest of these NFL matchups um I think it had like I I agree I think Michigan's been successful in the transfer portal they've gotten the pieces that they needed to get even Ernest Hausman from Nebraska linebacker coming in next year big pull um I just think to build an elite program and I'll name Georgia who just Play, made TCU look like a JV team out there and winning a national championship by 60 points. The team Michigan lost against, um, you know, you got 80-plus kids on a roster. Georgia, I read uh, somewhere today that over 60 of those are four- or five-star kids. So, yeah, it does matter. And the transfer portal's great. Olu was great. Um, Ernest Hausman's going to be great. I, I'm not dismissing that at all. 
I think that we are fooling ourselves as if we fast forward two, three years from now, that's when we're going to feel the effects of this. These decisions right now, we're not even going to feel it next year. I, I don't believe so, man. I mean, we're still looking at this outstanding sophomore class about to be juniors, like led by JJ and Donovan and those guys. Um, you got those guys are already there on campus. Like you're, you're going to enjoy some fruits of that labor here for the next year plus. But it, this eventually is going to catch up to this program. And, you know, I wonder if Jim Harbaugh is going to be around to, to even see that. And, and to me, that's that's frustrating because it sounds like Michigan is starting to get their NIL stuff together. But, you know, once again, following up back-to-back Big Ten championships, appearances in the college football playoff, and you follow it up with just a miserable January. It's unacceptable, and I'm sick of it, and I just want an answer here as, as soon as possible, as I'm sure these – players in the locker room do as well, which he owes it to. He doesn't owe anything to me, doesn't owe anything really to the university. He owes it to the players and the assistant coaches in that locker room um, because there's a lot riding on this, Jim, and it's not just about you. It's not just about you. So um, hopefully he's communicating with these guys, but when I read stuff about Alex Orgy's dad saying, what's going on, this is ridiculous, two years in a row, well, yeah, man, obviously these players don't know what's going on if, if you're – Back, one of your backup quarterbacks, four-star quarterback, has no idea what's going on. It's a problem. So whatever. I'm I'm just uh, I'm I'm sick of it. Yeah, Brant, go ahead. Uh, I just want to touch on before uh, we we move on from the from college football real here here real quick. I do want to have your thoughts on Georgia TCU. I know you touched on it a little bit, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. shouts, shouts to John and Ash Simpson, uh, huge dog fans. I get it. Um, back to back, uh, national champions, uh, congrats to them. Uh, but, but Dave, even if Michigan gets, gets some talent in there or they're talented enough, does Michigan have a legit chance against Georgia? Like, I just want to know your thoughts on that as of January 23. I think that they will. I don't think they did this year. Like, honestly, I feel like watching Georgia at the end of the year was like, yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> they're really good. Um, and yeah, Georgia, pretty good's an understatement. And, and Georgia's the new uh, the new Bama to me. And I love, by the way, looking at Saban's reaction when he was told that on national television that basically college football goes through Georgia right now. That was hilarious. And it's funny. Yeah, congrats to yeah, John, Ash. I can only imagine what this feeling is like. I know that John just like lives and breathes Georgia football like we do Michigan football. I can't imagine how... how I want to know what this feeling is like, John. I, I really do. Um, but I, I do think that you saw – I mean, let's not forget the week before that. And I'm not Correct. dogging on, on Georgia. Ohio State brought Georgia to the point where I thought Ohio State was going to win that football game. And so George, my point is Georgia's not unbeatable. Um, and then you, you do the whole distributive property thing. Well – um, technically, like Michigan beat Ohio State, and then Ohio State almost beat Georgia. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I hate when people do that. I, yeah. I just want to put that out there. I mean, Dave and I do not support the transitive property. We don't yeah. believe in it. You know, right. you can make a national champion out of anybody, basically, out of the 130 teams, except for, you know, Georgia went undefeated this year. But most years you can do that stupid stuff. Don't right. do that here. Right, right. So, 
Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't have many thoughts to say about it besides, like, clearly Georgia's the best team in college football this year, last year, and they got a dynasty building there. And, and it's really – it brings me a lot of joy to see uh, Nick Saban not, uh, not in that game. So um, I, I, I'm fine with it, man. I mean, of course I'm not an SEC guy. Of course I'm not a, a Georgia guy. But if it's got to be – if it's got to be somebody, let it be Georgia and, uh, you know, forget uh, for Nick Saban. Go dogs. <laughs> Yeah, Dave, <laughs> and don't forget this, as if there are any TCU fans out there or fans of, of TCU's run, don't forget this thing's moving to 12 teams. So they're going to have to do what they did against Michigan and then potentially against the Georgia and then eventually against the, an Alabama. These runs are going to get tougher and tougher, Dave, and I know we've talked about it, but this 12-team playoff is going to be absolutely bonkers. Yeah, and it is going to be so hard <laughs> to win a national championship. Like this, a whole new level. I, as soon as twenty twenty, uh, well, that would that would be uh, after next season. So the twenty twenty four twenty twenty five season, when that hits and this twelve team playoff drops, I'm gonna say it right now: all national championships from that point moving forward mean more than all of these other ones. They just do, um, and so I'm excited for it. Um, Hence the reason why I'll just be brutally honest. I really wanted Michigan to make a run this year or next year because I know how hard it's going to be to not own. It may be easier to get to the CFP after next year, but to win that thing, yeah, good luck. You better be well-conditioned and hope for really good health. Um, Correct. So, all right, man, let's talk Lions real quick. Very, very briefly, because I really want to spend a lot on these uh, playoffs here because we got a lot of time to talk Lions here in the offseason. So, Brant, I mean, I think everybody saw, you know, the Lions needed the Rams to beat the Seahawks. They were right on the cusp of it, and Baker Mayfield gum, Baker Mayfield, and that's just what happened. Seahawks win that game. Lions go into that game that night with basically nothing to play for besides spoiling the Packers' off or uh, playoffs hopes, and Dan Campbell literally said it. They asked him the question, Coach, had to be tough for you to know right before you take the team on the field that uh, – you know, you don't have a chance to make the playoffs. How do you get your guys ready for this? He's like, we just don't want them to make it. Like, I thought that was awesome. Like, there's your divisional rival, and you're like, oh, yeah, we're still going to treat this thing like a playoff game. And it certainly felt like it. And Aaron Rodgers ran his mouth all the way up into that game, and Detroit went in there and punched him right in the mouth, bit some kneecaps, and did honestly, like, what they set out to do. Like, I think when Dan had his presser a couple years ago when he came in, all this stuff he was talking about and being mentally, physically tough and wearing teams down. Man, that's what this Lions team is all about. And, uh, you know, as Jamal Williams said, man, there's some dogs. Like, they, they are. And and I, my question to you, Brant, is how do you grade this season overall? And what's your confidence level right now in this regime of uh, Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell? medium Dave my confidence level is medium love the way they finished the year obviously Brad has been the has been a very bright spot let's put it that way and that pick right now I think Dave didn't land at number six yes okay so six lands at number six. yeah yeah lands at six uh which is a perfect spot to be you're basically gonna get the fourth best player in this draft I believe because two quarterbacks are gonna be gone before that Potentially three, so you're going to either get the third or fourth best player, position player, out of this draft. Um, now, the most important thing, I think, is the way that Dan had them battling at the end. And like Dave, you, you said it, they were bought in. And they finally realized that they have some talent here. 
Um, and watching Hutch in that game in Week 18, Dave. After, oh, dude, I was the awesome. Season, <laughs> it was like a camper to a great season, right? And us yep. as Michigan fans, just to see him balling out, that was really cool. Um, and you touched on Jamal Williams. I think he was just such an important piece. Uh, to this team as far as a leader, a vocal leader, someone that's going to go out there and say something, do something. Because I don't think Goff is that guy, Dave, right? Swift isn't that guy. Jeff Okuda is not that guy. And these are all um, top picks that just weren't that dude of of being that mouth. So it's great to have that on the team. Um, it's It's just great to see them finish in a capacity where you're like going into next season. We got something, boys. And I know the cliches get old, the grit gets old, all the cliche things get old, but I really enjoyed watching them down the stretch, and I just can't wait to see how they use these two picks, Dave. I'm very curious to see, um, and I think quarterback's now off the table here, Dave, so I think best position players maybe for 6 and 18 um, to see what you can do there. And it's now you now you have a luxury pick almost, Dave. There's no absolute need, maybe outside of linebacker that I think they absolutely need. Maybe edge rusher, um, but you know we, they had players come on at the end there that that really shined. So I don't. I think it's more of a luxury position. And when the heck have we ever talked about luxury picks for the Lions, Dave? Right. I, I <laughs> this is this is credit to Brad Holmes, and so. I think, uh, yeah, and Jamal Williams is is huge. I mean, he is. I remember when he came over from Green Bay and, like, everything I read on social media was like, you're going to love Jamal Williams. Like, he is just that guy, and he, he is. He just embodies this team. As he said in his post-game interview, uh, he was, like, crying, and he's like, we're Detroit. Stop playing with us. Like, he's just so passionate, and uh, you got to bring him back. you got to find a way, as long as he's not demanding some crazy contract, the Lions got to find a way to bring him back. Um my confidence level in this regime is is very high, and and this is why. Dan Campbell was the question mark because um, I think, I mean, just looking at what Brad Holmes has done in, in two drafts, um, he's done very well. I mean, this last draft was, like, historically good. He's bringing in six, seven guys that are playing, like, this year that were good. You go and find a guy like Malcolm Rodriguez, like James Houston. I mean, these are that is what good GMs do. And and he, they you heard it about Brad Holmes when he came over came over from the Rams. He can identify talent. That's exactly what he has done. Um, and so my confidence level in him has never really wavered all that much. I mean, I felt pretty good about him. It's Dan that I I've cheered for all along, but I'm like, dude, I just don't know. I mean. When you had won three games last year, which was to be expected, and then when you were one in six this year, I'm like, yeah, man, if you don't win some games like ASAP, you got to be gone. And then he turned this thing around, and to be honest, I don't really get sick of the whole grit thing and all of that anymore. I get annoyed by it when you don't win games. When you show up and you live out that whole thing, and you embody it, and that's your identity and your culture, and people feel it, they see it, I, I'm, I'm on board, and, and I see that happening with this team. And so I think that uh, Dan Campbell is, you know, he's not the, the, the best X's and O's coach, but he has this team where they need to be right now. The energy around this city and this team is like the way they won that game was just like, dude, you listen to anything around here? People are hype about the Lions, which is awesome. 
And it wasn't just about tank, 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 try to get the top pick. It was like, no, let's go win some games. And they did that. And I'm very excited. So my, my confidence level is high. I would grade this season overall as a B. And that is just because of the way it started, which was intolerable. But man, I mean, that was like taking it from an F to an A plus. And so I'll average that out and call it like a solid B for the year. Brant, last question before we get into these NFL matchups. What do you want to, what would make this a successful offseason for the Lions? I know you talked draft a little bit. I know you talked about some luxury picks. What makes this a successful offseason? Dave, not doing anything out of, (laughs) nothing out of left field, please. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. Don't just go randomly take the top linemen. Don't go randomly take something just completely that you don't need. And Dave, I think you know what I'm talking about. Like just hands at 10 and 2, keep the keep the car on the road, just keep things just very simplistic for me, Dave. I think the pieces are there. I think you're doing just fine. I think just you don't want anything crazy. Keep Goff happy. Uh Dave, I wouldn't even mind a second or a third round quarterback selection. I think that right now the biggest need maybe for this team, low key, is the backup quarterback position. How do you feel about that, Dave? I wouldn't say it's the biggest need, but it's a big need. Um, yeah, and you know I'm I'm all on the uh, the Hendon Hooker train. Um, I'm, I'm all aboard it. And and dude, I'll be honest, you're gonna get the drop again. <laughs> dude, give me give me Stetson go. Bennett in the seventh round. Give me Stetson Bennett. Don't care. He got he's got to be better than Tim Boyle, David Blau. I mean, Blau looked great for whoever he was playing for. Is he older uh, than Jared Goff, or is he younger? <laughs> oh yeah, good, good point, good point, good point. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for that. Um, I think Brand- so. I'm going to expand outside of what's going to make this a successful off season. You got to hit on. You're not going to have the same type of draft you had last year. Like, if you're expecting that, Lions fans, you're, you're kidding yourself. To hit on that many picks is like, that's like hitting the lottery. Um, but you got to hit on at least like four of these picks and be real solid, and especially those first two picks. Um, I'm curious to see, and I think Brad Holmes is the type of dude who, if there is a guy on his draft board that he wants, he's going to go get him. And I know you don't want to hear me talk about Will Anderson again, Brant, but I'm going to tell you this right now. There is a world where if Will Anderson's the guy that Brad Holmes is calling the Bears and and trying to get that number one pick and saying, hey, we'll give you 6-18, and 18, and they go and get their guy. And you know what, dude? I'm okay with that because, because you, if you bring in a difference maker like that, that changes – that changes everything. I'm not saying that's what I want them to do, but if that's what happens and you see on the little screen, do 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 oh, we have a trade and it's the Lions and they're giving up six and eighteen to go and get their guy. Dude, let's go. Like I, I, I love it and, and Brad Holmes and Troy Weaver for the Pistons, I think that's what people like about them. They're aggressive. So I think uh, I I'd, I want to see the aggressiveness, one, in terms of the draft. I trust him to be able to find the talent. Two and my final point is, and I think this is actually the larger point we don't talk about enough. We haven't seen Brad Holmes do this. He hasn't had to do it, but he's got to do it. The, the pressure is now on and the t- clock is now ticking to, not ticking because they have a young team, but it's ticking because you should win this division next year. 
you should beat the Packers, the Vikings, and clearly the Bears. And you should go win this division. And you're not going to do that by getting four more rookies that can contribute right away. In the long term, yes, it's free agency. You, Brad Holmes has got to bring in some key guys in free agency, some key veterans, make smart, fiscally responsible signings that make sense, and fill in this defense um, and fill in any other holes that uh, that, that they have. But free agency is going to be absolutely huge. And if I'm a Lions fan, you want to be looking at the grades after free agency and seeing the Lions at an A for who they brought in and be feeling really, really good about this team because that's one you know Brad Holmes can identify talent in the draft. The question is, and what we haven't seen him do is who we know we've seen him take flyers on the guys like let's bring in DJ Chark for a year and and, and those types of things, and they've worked. But signing these long term guys like. Don't go sign a guy like Trey Flowers. Like, that was a huge, like, that was a Bob Quinn thing that just wasn't good. And you had to eat that for years. So, smart signings, good signings, getting the right guys are going to be able to lead this locker room. And you do those two things, Brant. I think the draft is almost secondary. I think you draft pretty good and guys that can kind of contribute um, or will a couple that will contribute right away, plus a really solid free agency class. And you're looking at, at easily uh, competing for the top of this division. So that's what I think anyway. All right. Agreed. I'm good with it. Sweet. All right, man. Let's hop into uh, the bets, which is really this time going to be talking through the uh, the NFL playoff matchups. Dave, Seahawks. That was <laughs> that was the beneficiary of the Lions' upset over the Packers. Um, Geno Smith led Seahawks. K9s come on really strong. Defense has been solid all year. Um, Dave, what do you think? Seahawks at 49ers. Niners favored by nine and a half. Um, nine and a half is a really big number. Uh, it is. Um, I, 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 I think I'm going to take the Seahawks, actually, plus nine and a half. And I, I do... I mean, I, I think the Niners are to be feared. Don't get me wrong. Um, my question, I guess, is, Brand, it's like I know everybody is on the Brock Purdy like hype train and Kyle Shanahan, and you can put any quarterback in here. It's going to be successful. And I'm not saying it's not going to be, but if there was a time where that ship could kind of land and maybe lose a little steam, it would be in like the first round of the playoffs. And so for that reason... And knowing that Pete Carroll's the coach on the other side of the ball, I'm going to take Seahawks plus nine and a half. I do think that the 49ers win this game. I am not taking the Seahawks to win, but give me them plus nine and a half. What about you? Dave, I'm going to roll with the 49ers here. Um, I think that Geno has struggled recently. Um, Their offense has not been as good. And the Purdy to Kittle situation has come on strong. I like the way they run the ball. I love their defense. I think they can win this game by 10-plus points. It's at home. That is just a recipe for disaster. I, and I watched most of that Seahawks game, Dave, because you know so much was on it. They couldn't move the ball very well. Um, I think that's a major problem. You take away DK and this offense, it struggles a little bit. Um, so I'm, I'm going to roll with uh, the 49ers to cover this. And uh, Brock Purdy to get his first playoff win. 
Wow. All right. All right, Dave. Next up, uh, Chargers at Jags. Uh, Herbert v. Lawrence, better known as, and Lawrence favored by two and a half. You know, I think, is it Joe Staley, the head coach over there? Yeah. For the Chargers. It, he's he's under some pressure right now. Um, they, first of all, having to travel to, to Jacksonville, they're, I'm sure they're not thrilled about that. Um, I mean, I, I'd be thrilled to be playing the Jags because they're a, they're a beatable team. There's a lot of pressure on Staley to be able to keep his job. Um, I, I do think – so wait, hold on. You've got the – the Jags are favored by two and a half points. Yeah, is that absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yep. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take Chargers plus two and a half. I, I was reading that <laughs> wrong at first. I'll take yeah. I'll take the Chargers for sure. Yeah, I'd mon- money line that one. I like that bet. Okay, Dave. Uh, I am gonna ride with the uh, the Chargers as well to get it done. I like the money line here. Jags. Trevor Lawrence has been good, not great. And I don't know where this notion comes from that he's been absolutely phenomenal this year. I've seen him play good. I have not seen him be Justin Herbert good. Um, So I'm going with the Chargers because of the quarterback. They have some defensive players that the Jags don't have that I like a little more. And um, really, the Jags probably should have lost to the Titans if the Titans had a decent quarterback. Let's just be honest about that. So... um, I like uh, I like the Chargers to to win that outright. All right, Dave. One o'clock Sunday. Dolphins at Bills. Bills favored by thirteen. I'll take the Dolphins plus thirteen. Um, I, I, I'm assuming two is not playing. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no way that that uh, that spread would be that way. You're going with Skylar Thompson. I plus thirteen. I will. Yeah, it's a, it's a big spread. Um, the yeah, no way. I I, I don't uh, think that I don't think the Bills are going to cover thirteen. I don't, man. Not in the playoffs. I, I no. I am going with um, the Bills to cover, and I would look at an alternate line for sixteen and a half. Whoa! I would whoa, bump this up. Whoa! Um, I see this as a 21, 24 point game. I think once this thing gets out of control, I don't think they can stop it. I think you're looking at multiple Skylers, Thompson turnovers. I don't like their chances, Dave. Uh, I don't like their they, chances to win, but they just won. Two, a, did they not win that game nine to six on Sunday? Uh, was that what it was? I don't know. I know it was like field goals to field goals, uh, and they were playing the Jets, right? Yeah, so yeah, nine yeah. to six makes sense. And the Jets, yeah, and the the Jets have a good defense and a horrible <laughs> offense, so that makes sense. But. Uh, I don't see any way this is within 13 points. Give me give me the Bills by 20. I wouldn't even look at a 20.5 line. I, I think the Bills by 21 here. Wow. I had to siren you there. That okay. is, uh... Do it. I really like that. So, um, are you done on that, Dave? Yeah, I mean, dude, I love Josh Allen. And, I, and I, I'll be honest. And I said it on the last episode. My bills are my pick this year. Okay, that that is my my pick in the uh, in in the AFC for sure. Um, above the the Chiefs, the Bengals, all of that. I just think that the Demar Hamlin thing is a special story to keep your eye on. I think there those types of stories um, you get people to rally behind you, and I think the Bills are going to probably make a pretty special run. Um, I just 
the big spreads, and I don't have a huge rationale, Bram. You say Skylar Thompson. I agree. I mean, it's got Nightmare written all over it. 13 is just a lot. That's that's all I'm saying. So, All right. Give me Giants at Vikings. Vikings favored by three. You know what? He's rolling with Danny Dimes. I am. I am. <laughs> He's rolling with Danny Dimes, folks. You can Be, see it in his eyes. Not, not because I like Danny Dimes and the Giants by any means. I just think the Vikings are such pretenders. I do not think that they their record reflects the t- kind of team they are. I think this is the perfect recipe for Kirk Cousins to choke at home against a Giants team that they know that they can beat and should beat. And they're not going to get it done, man. I just don't. I, 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 I think the Giants are going to win this game. I don't know why. I'd like to think that Justin Jefferson is just going to torch the Giants defense, but yeah, you're gonna I just t- have you're gonna a tell, feeling. You're going to tell all of our wonderful Michigan State listeners that Kirk Cousins is a fraud? Wow, yeah. Dave. Yeah, wow. you like that? <laughs> Kirk Thuggins is coming for you. Um, Dude, I, right. <laughs> I, I, am, I am rolling with Kirk. It's a 4 o'clock game. He's kind of between the spotlights. I think he likes that area. I will go with uh, Kirk and the Vikings to cover the three. I like him by potentially four. Um, oh, wow. That is a hot take. That's a hot take. All right. I will I'll take the Giants plus three. Uh, all right. Give me uh, Ravens. Bengals Sunday night. Uh, Bengals favored by nine and a half. Your starter for the Ravens, Anthony Brown? Yeah. Is that who it ended up being? Yeah. The, I know he's the... The Oregon quarterback. Um, well, Brant, you know how I said I don't like big spreads. I, I yeah. like this big spread. I, I think that, unfortunately for the Ravens, and sorry, Kurt, I know this is your team, but no Lamar, lots of problems um, for that for that Ravens team. And I think the Bengals, you're about to see Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, hop, slide into playoff mode. He's got the cigar ready to go in the locker room, and he is just uh, turns into a different type of dude this uh, this time of year. Um, and so I, I think the Bengals are going to absolutely roll here. Nah, I say absolutely roll. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, blowout, but I bet they cover nine and a half. What about you, man? I got this at like a 13 and a half point spread, a 14 and a half point spread. I, I think the Bengals. I, they, I agree with that. They absolutely crush them here. I don't think it's close. I think if you are going to try to make some money this weekend and you like the alternate spreads, look at the Bills and Bengals. They have potential for big-time blowouts. Um, so it's just a tough spot for a kid like that to come into. Same with Skylar Thompson. Just an incredibly tough spot to try to get uh, your first playoff start. Both of these guys are on the road against what we would probably consider, Dave, generational talents for quarterbacks mm-hmm. and Josh mm-hmm. Allen and Joe Burrow. So, going to be very tough. A guy that, yep. a guy that is used to playing in playoff games, Tom Brady, he'll play Monday night. He'll play against another guy that often plays in playoff games, who often loses them. His name is Dak Prescott. They will play, and they'll play in Tampa Bay, and they will be two-and-a-half-point favorites, those Buccaneers. Dave, no, do you like No, the, they're not favorites. No, oh, I'm Cow- sorry. You're the right. Cowboys the Cowboys are favorites. are favorites. I'm sorry. They are giving away two and a half. 
All right, Brian, I need you to listen really closely for a second, okay? Dak Prescott has been criticized heavily over the last few weeks for his interceptions, for his play, for being uncharacteristic, and things don't look good for him right now. But Dak Prescott is a gamer, and he is a guy that can get it done, hasn't necessarily gotten it done yet in the playoffs, but he can against a Buccaneers team that is is not very good. The possibility is there. On the defensive side of the ball, that's the Cowboys' strength. Micah Parsons' potential to eat all day long and bring Tom Brady to his knees, hopefully one final and last time. This Cowboys' defense has an opportunity to give the Bucks' offense major, major problems. And Brant... For that reason, and that reason only. I'm taking the Buccaneers, plus two and a half. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm a Cowboys fan, and all that sounds really good every year. And then I've watched this play out way too many times and get my hopes up way too many times. This has the perfect recipe for a Cowboys loss on a Monday night game after all the other games have been played. Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. The team's not good. The Cowboys should win. They're favored to win on the road. I hate every bit of it. I'll take the Bucks plus two and a half. And yeah, pains me to say it, but I am not drinking the Mike McCarthy Kool-Aid or the bacon grease, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> oh, Dave. Dave, Dave, Dave. Give me the Cowboys. And give me the Cowboys because I have seen this offense just too much this year for the Buccaneers. I don't believe in it. I don't think it's real. I think the Brady to Evans connection is okay. But against this defensive, if this defensive line shows up and balls out, look out. It'll be great. Um, I, I just, I have to believe that Tom Brady at some point, these five yard passes just cannot work anymore. Oh, I can't watch him advance again, Dave. I just can't do it. So give me the Cowboys. Uh, cover the two and a half. They win by three. Um, All right. And then I, I do have one more thing I want to get your thoughts on, Dave. I heard this show went back and forth on the top five quarterbacks in these playoffs. You know where all of them reside? Yeah, I do. <laughs> what conference? What side they play on? Yeah. Did, okay. So 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 yeah, obviously it's the AFC, but yeah. I was thinking to myself I'm like, okay, yeah, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Lawrence, Herbert, those would be considered the top 5. And then the last two, uh, if you're ranking all 14, are Thompson and uh Brown. So so if you are looking for the blowouts, that's probably where the blowouts are going to come, Dave, obviously. So, yeah. I just wanted I just wanted to know if you knew that or not. So, speaking of quarterbacks, Brant, here are the quarterbacks in the NFC: Geno Smith, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. Danny Dimes, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, and then obviously Jalen Hurts on a bye. Brant, out of all of those, but dude. I know I'm not picking the Cowboys, but out of all those, where does Dak rank? 
Like who? Fourth? You know. Wow. I, I can't. <laughs> you make me sick. You well, make me sick. He's, he's in front of Gino and probably, probably Danny. Probably Danny? Yeah. Get off and this then, podcast. Get off. <laughs> Stop looking at me. Get out of here. Danny Dimes. Uh, give me Brock Purdy. I don't know. I you know, I, I give just, me I, Brock Purdy. <laughs> All right, I'm taking the Cowboys. Forget my last pick. Jeez. I've changed your I've changed your mind on you, this. You are just bothering me now. Okay. All right. Wait man. till you wait till you find out Michigan basketball loses in overtime. No, yeah. I'm watching them blow this game right now. Yeah. I'm clearly uh tuned in to this Iowa game as we uh as we speak. Down seven. Uh, so cool. Perfect. Cool, cool, cool. Gotta love sports. Great All way right, to man. end the podcast. Exactly. All right. Thank you for joining us. As always, make sure that you like, follow, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a uh, five-star review, positive comment. It does go a long way. We appreciate your guys' support. Can't wait to see you next week as we uh, dig a little deeper into the NFL playoffs. We'll see you next time. Powered by Riverside.